All right. Welcome in, everyone. Welcome to the League of Rat Bastards Fantasy Football Podcast. The only podcast where you can follow along with a group of college buddies as they attempt to take each other for the title of champion. If we've learned anything over the last six years, it's to never trust a trade from Jonathan. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 (laughs) Okay, I'm your host, Braxton McKenzie, uh, along with Austin Dingman and Jonathan Crabtree. So let's let's get to it. So, yeah, this is the inaugural podcast um, uh, for us here. Uh, essentially, what, who we are, we're just come, yeah, some college buddies that uh, got together and we just kind of said, we talk about fantasy so much and we talk so much crap about everybody else in this league that we need to start documenting it and just be able to explain to some of these thoughts more audibly. So, um, yeah. We, yeah, we're a bunch of college buddies from uh, Ellensburg, Washington. Uh, we went to college at Central Washington. And, um, go Wildcats. Go Wildcats. That's right. Me too, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we yeah we love talking fantasy football. And, yeah, we just love talking trash about each other. And, uh, I uh, yeah, so here's our podcast. And, uh, yeah, I'll let uh, Jonathan, our other co-host tell a bit about himself uh yep this is uh your two-time champion speaking um i am obviously the most knowledgeable about fantasy and so they these two guys invited me on to just really give um uh some more direction to their to their hot takes that are usually wrong let's just be honest he just follows other podcasts (laughs) yeah that's all yeah that's all the other does what he's also what he's also so what he's also not telling you is that he has trade gouged everybody in this league at, at least 90 percent of the league over the years i've gotten that's, lucky that's very true <laughs> no it's bad no no his calling card is that he always makes trades because he wants to help out other teams and that's his selling point and everybody falls for it <laughs> and that's the worst part no 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 Braxton, huh? of course i want to give you joe mix in here when he's injured he's not coming back and this is going to help your team out great it was a risk yeah. that you took. I know, and I'm kicking myself a year later for it. Okay, no, he said, no, that's his thing. He said, "Oh yeah, don't worry, Mixon's coming back." Everything that I'm reading, he's like, "You're gonna be in good shape." <laughs> well, he what? He wasn't in good shape. <laughs> he never played it down for me. I don't know, well, you, Braxton. Last week he killed it for me. So that's what you want him. You want him again, Brax? No, I don't. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I never want Joe Mixon. Oh, dirty yeah. Joe. So, anyways, I'm Austin. I uh, was never ever interested in football until 2015 when we started this league, and someone said, "Ding, come, come play." I think I drafted a free agent in my third pick overall because <clears throat> I accidentally swapped my uh, my order on the computer to the worst player is now at the top instead of the bottom. So yeah, some player from Seattle that was a free agent never played it down. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> But now, here we are. We come up to last year where I had the best record overall. Ding's learning something out here. So. Hey, hey, I will say you came a long way. If we, if I look at everyone in our league, Dingman has definitely came the longest. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I wonder, yeah, what's your uh, – yeah, we have to take a look and just see, like, what your overall record was, like, for the first three years and then compare it to, like, the last three. If you want my opinion, I think Braxton has come the longest. He was a crappy fantasy player up until now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that pisses me off. 
Well, Bratson, uh, you know you weren't what? good. It's okay. I I still am good. I never <laughs> I never went bad. Big <laughs> emphasis on where. Okay. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Twenty twenty. So, Braxton goes seven and six. That's okay. Twenty nineteen. Let's see here. Let's see the full standings. Where are you? OBJ in your mouth. You know, seven and six again. No, that's twenty eighteen. Over five hundred. <laughs> Let's see. You got you on twenty nineteen. Where are you at? Changes his name all the time. Five and eight. Not good, Brax. Not good. No, that was my one losing. That's my one losing season. That's okay. it. Twenty seventeen. Four and ten. No, that's Aussie. I'm just kidding. No, oh. You're seven and seven. Four and ten. <laughs> Wait, was I seven and ten? You're seven and seven. Oh, seven. Okay. Yeah. 2016. Uh, let's see here. 11 and three. Not bad, Brax. Could have been better. I know. Of course, I didn't hold up any hardware at the end of the season. <laughs> Rex, have you ever held up any hardware was, at the end of the season? It was probably, it was probably Jonathan. Yep, and then, hey, so, then then you then you pulled it together in 2015 with 10 and 5. Okay, here's my thing. Okay, for a little bit for the audience. I believe that I'm the best fantasy player in our league that hasn't Well, no, I think I am the best, but I just can't remember. <laughs> I'm I'm I've just I've been really unlucky. I no, Oz, okay, Ozzy's Ozzy's great. Ozzy's the best in the league, yeah, yeah of course. Especially you look at his 2015 yeah. season, 13 and 2, man, he did a great job. He definitely didn't have a kid drafting for him there. That was all him. A child. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And so, like, a little bit about it is is in our first, yeah, in our first year of uh, of the league. So we started out the, yeah, the league in 2015, and Ozzy, he, he had an 18-year-old draft form. He actually turned out to be, long story short, my brother-in-law. But he... <laughs> He he drafted he drafted for him and uh, and you know Ozzy knows a little bit about football but you know he probably didn't fall but as close as he should but he comes out and he wins the league championship and pretty you pretty much just like ran through everyone yeah he's thirteen and two you know he outscored everyone by a large margin by hundred and sixty points throughout the year but see here his his draft um. In 2015, it looks like he took Antonio Brown in the eighth round. I mean, the eighth eighth pick, round one. And then uh, Matt Forte, uh, running back for the Jets. <coughs> Go Jets. Took a big rest. <laughs> uh, round three, Emmanuel Sanders. Denver, wide receiver, round four. Jonathan Stewart, round five. Travis Kelsey, he loves Kelsey, apparently. Round six, he got him this year. No, that was just auto-draft. Anytime Ozzie just doesn't draft for himself, it sounds like he's getting Travis Kelsey. Uh, round seven, <laughs> Joseph Randall. <laughs> round eight, he grabbed the Cardinals D. Like, Wait, where did he round... get Devontae Freeman? Uh, he got him the 15th round. Oh, because that was like his stud that year. Yeah. Wow. Devontae Freeman? Yeah, that's right. That was his last pick overall. Holy cow. Devontae Probably... Freeman was his last pick overall? Yeah. That's oh pretty crazy. Gosh. I didn't realize that. No. Let's see here. Now, if we go to go to my uh, my draft. Let's see here. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, round four. I picked up Ricardo Lockett. 
for Seattle. <laughs> Ricardo Lockett. Oh my god! So close, but so far. Exactly. That's see. That's a quick. That's a quick bit right there. That's all you need to know when it comes to when Ding's fantasy in his early years. And apparently, I, I had a thing for Seattle because I had Marshawn Lynch, and Ricardo Lockett, stud that year. Let me tell you. I think. Seattle I think. Indeed. I think that's all that Ding. That's all that Ding knew. <laughs> Big Seattle guy. I mean, I had Julio Jones, Drew Brees. Um, you know, I for some reason picked up Colin Kaepernick. Must have thought he was a stud in the eleventh round. But, anyways, but now we fast forward yeah. to to twenty twenty. Yeah. We we've changed the settings of the league. You know, we. We aren't just doing uh, yeah. regular waivers. We're doing it with, with a free agency budget. and yeah. um, there's, there's a little bit of skill that's into that. But I guess if you're Marshall, that's a uh, – I don't necessarily know if that's, that, that's skill. Real se. question is, do we think that Marshall thought that the budget resets every week? And he was just like, <laughs> shoot, I'm going all in on these boys. Um, I'm going to say no because someone asked that question, I thought. Well, yeah, I know. I, that's Cody uh, – yeah, Cody asked if it reset, and I specifically said no, it doesn't. But, uh, no, he proceeded, and he tossed away over what? No, he, 69% of his budget. Yeah, no, $35 right? left out of 100 bucks. Thirty-five dollars. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm glad that he was able to get a oh uh, Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram for like twenty-five bucks. That's uh, twenty-nine. 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 Twenty-nine dollars because yeah. nobody else put a bid. Nobody on else put a bid on him. Twenty-nine dollars. Yeah. Okay, but here's here's a question for you guys though. Yeah. Actually, looking at uh how the Fab went, the free agency pickups. Who do you think got the best deal on a player? If you're looking at it and you're like, you know, so and so spent this much yeah. money on this guy. I okay, so honestly, Ding, I will come over to you. I think that Sterling Shepherd pickup, you know, it was a zero dollar pickup too. I just, you know, he did have a huge week last week, and I think like a lot of people probably don't think that, you know, that's gonna keep up. Obviously, yeah, he's not gonna average twenty one points, you know, all season long. But as far as you know. As far as well, as far as I do know. <laughs> But I mean, you look at that. You look at a guy though that the offense is, you know, might start clicking a little bit more. And I'm just thinking, uh, for a zero dollar pickup, could be pretty good. And honestly, you know, Galladay moving over there. I mean, yeah, he's a talent, but I don't know necessarily that. You know, things are just going to click right away for him. You know, and I mean, he hasn't been in yeah. that offense where Sterling Shepard. He's not been around, and you know, this could be a, a year for him to break out a little bit. But totally. That stood I actually up would to say, me. Uh, for me, it's it's tied between two players in terms of value add. Uh, so one is, I think you get in Cole Komet for seven dollars. Uh, who was your tight end last week? Uh, Who are you? You like you like the Cole Komet ad? I do, I do. Yeah, I mean, just watching the game, he was super involved. He's he's kind of a name that was kicked around a little bit last year, but it seems to mm-hmm. like he's really risen to the front. So. Um, yeah, I mean, over Gesicki, who put up a goose egg for you. Uh, oh, that was bad. Yeah, I think that's a great ad. And then I also think, um, by the same token for Josiah, getting Jared Cook for $2. Um, yeah. That one is a little risky. Um, 
just because I, I think Jared Cook will be good. Um, however, he also his his tight end was Robert Tunyon for the Packers. Um, and yeah, this kind of relates to a point that I'll bring up later on in this podcast. But I do think that Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are just going to like torch the earth against the Lions this coming week. And so Tenyon might, I don't know, he might go off for two touchdowns and that Jerry Cook start is going to look real bad. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you just have to see. I, I am really curious, though, about the Packers and, like, how they're going to come out. Like, they – I mean, you, they came out flat. They looked like, they, they did nothing. I mean, I would think, though, with, against Detroit that they can bounce back. But mm-hmm. part of me just wonders with, like, with Aaron Rodgers and just all the offseason, you know, shenanigans that he had. On <laughs> part of me just think that he just wants to – he just wants to lay an egg, you know, and just – I don't know. Just with I the Packers, and... I think he's too prideful for that. I I expect it to yeah. be a prove it game, uh, where he's going to come back and just be like, "All right, here's who we are." Because uh, what's the point of playing this year if he's not going for a Super Bowl? Truly, I mean, he's got yeah. one year left on his deal with the Packers, so it's like, well, does he waste a year in his <laughs> like. I mean, he's toward the tail end of his prime. He doesn't have that much longer. He looks old. So he did like, win the he MVP win last Super Bowl year, but... this year. It's not likely. Well, okay. Here's my thing: is is that you look at you look at Rodgers. He, I don't know that he necessarily has to play great this year to get a big to get another like decent contract because people already know that he can play. He won the MVP last year, you know. Totally. And so I think he could still come out and get like a, a nice contract. I mean, he might not necessarily, you know, he's not going to get a. Four hundred million dollar contract. I mean, the guy's what 38, 39? But Tom Brady's forty four or whatever, right? Yeah, Tom Brady looks yeah. younger than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady looks Aaron... younger than me. <laughs> yeah, literally. Aaron Rodgers currently looks like he's stealing engines for cars or something with that new hairdo look. But... <laughs> That's so funny. I I don't know. I, but I do. He he. I think they should think though. Well, I mean, just to bring it back for this week, I think that he'll, yeah, he should be able to torch the Lions. I mean, I mean, that, I mean that's a that's a bad, pro, that's a horrible did program. Guys, did you guys see the stat from last week though? What Aaron Rodgers did? They hmm. said the passer rating if a QB hikes the ball and throws into the dirt every play is thirty nine point six. Aaron Rodgers' passer rating of week one was thirty two point eight. I did see that targeting the other team. <laughs> That's that's not good. <laughs> it's like a Nathan, Nathan Peterman stat. Okay, here's a question for you. In another league I'm in, a buddy of mine has Aaron Rodgers and I want to say Jalen Hurts. Do you start Aaron Rodgers this week coming off of that, you know, that goose that he threw, negative points I think is what he got, or do you go with, with Hurts? So you got Hurts at San Francisco and then you got Rodgers from Detroit. I th- I think you have to go. Like I mean, not that I think that Hurts is gonna have a bad, like a horrible week, but how 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 can you not? Yeah, with Aaron Rodgers though, he's gonna be. It's gonna be a Monday night. I mean, it, yeah, against Detroit. Yeah. That's that's a. I mean, that's a that's an also that's a stage for him. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, like this, Jonathan this said, also... like he doesn't want to look like a fool. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a sure doubt, like or a no doubt. That's he'll have a, a twenty point game. Yeah, There's, he's got Devontae Adams on his, on his team as well. So that pairing of Rodgers and Adams 
could could be great for him. I personally think that he should uh, probably sit Adams and Rogers because I'm going against him in this league. But uh, <laughs> teach their own. Yeah. So one, if so, if he's listening in uh, to this podcast, right? You you should sit Rogers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sit Rogers. Uh, yeah. Maybe he should go pick up Daniel Jones off of waivers. I think that would be that would be a helpful QB stream for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, they're playing what? They're playing against Washington. Yeah, they're they're D line. Yeah, they're not that good. Yeah, he, he'll he'll torch them just fine. <laughs> That's great. Um, I'm just trying to here look at some other some of the pickups from this week. I you know another one that I thought was pretty good was. Uh, Gerald Everett, actually by you, Jonathan. I think yeah. that that's another zero dollar pickup that I was looking at, and I'm like, that see, that could pay off. That could pay off really well. Um, he looks athletic. Now, maybe. What's that? He looked athletic in that game. Yeah, he did. I mean, you're looking at a guy. I mean, he was productive too. You know, with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the only so the only thing that makes me worry is that he caught he caught both this. He got yeah targeted twice. And he caught them both, and he scored a touchdown for twenty yards. Mm-hmm. And so that's my only thing is 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 he going to is he going to see two targets every week? Because he might, he very well, he might just see two totally. targets. I mean, they he's got tons of options, and you know, look at primarily in you know that the Seahawks offense is is great. We all know it to be is great, you know, with Russ back there, but. He he's never really utilized like the tight end, you know, extremely like you know like some of these other quarterbacks. I mean, you look at even like Jimmy Graham. You know, that's a you know I guess. Yeah, well, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, Jimmy Graham. He was great. I mean, he was great for the Saints, but then yeah, he went over to Seattle and he was never really used. And like he was, you know, he was a pretty prime you know hot commodity. You know, at the time, my thing is wasn't so. Go ahead, Jonathan. Oh, I was just thinking because um, you mentioned that Russell Wilson doesn't really use his tight ends, and I think that's true. But I think, and kind of what I am hoping happening happens with this situation is that yes, Russell Wilson hasn't used his excuse me his tight ends in in the past, but I think he hasn't really had a very athletic tight end like Gerald Everett who can kind of move with Russell as he rolls out, who can find the open spaces. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for is just like, okay, you get this athletic freak yeah. when you look at Gerald Everett. Uh, and I'm, I'm taking the bet that Russell Wilson is able to do something with him because, and, and this is also why I was so high on Cooper Cup this year. <laughs> Excuse me. Cooper Cup is the kind of guy who is just shifty, is going to break off his route a little bit, find the open space, and that's the kind of playmaker that Matthew Stafford looks for. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, we hmm. saw it on Sunday. Yeah. Um, there was a connection there. And so I, I'm wondering if there's going to be the same thing with Russell Wilson where, all right, you know, DK and Tyler are, are covered or whatever. They're on the other side of the field. But Gerald Everett's just kind of like chilling in the middle of the field. Yeah. Um, pass it his way, get a few yards after the catch. So that's what I'm kind of looking for. Obviously, it's a dart throw. But when you're looking at tight end, besides three of those guys, like they're kind of all dart throws. And so what you're going for is just upside. And so if, if he gets me three points, it's like, well, okay. The other guy who could have picked up off the waiver wire probably would have got me six points. 
So, but Joe yeah. never could get two hey. touchdowns. I, I mean, Siki's available if you want him. Yeah, He's really you know, good. <laughs> that is that's actually a pretty good thought though. With you know being because yeah, he does. He definitely is very much so plus athleticism. I would say. I mean, if, you know, if you look at the tight ends too that uh, you know Russell works with, and dude, Russ, yeah, Russ is an athlete. You know, Russ likes to make plays. But I mean, like here are the here are the two of the tight ends. You know that that he's had to throw the ball to. He's had Jimmy Graham, Greg Olson, Luke Wilson, like Jacob Hollister. Will I mean, Disley. those are yeah, like, and, 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 and Will Disley. You no, know, and Will Disley. And he's well, he's and he's he's still there. But mm-hmm. you look at you look at all those guys. None none of those guys are I would say plus athletes. I none mean, of them are, are Jimmy Travis Kelsey. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, you look at I mean, Jimmy Graham might. He might have been the best athlete, but even him though, I mean, he wasn't, he was a, he was just a tall dude that could kind of move, you know, and catch the ball with the Saints, never caught the ball with Seattle, but <laughs> I mean, that, that's actually, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good prediction. I like that. Here's, but we'll see, we'll have to see. Staying on the tight end realm, here's a question for you guys. Do you think after seeing the Baltimore game? on Monday and how well Darren Waller did. Do you think a lot of people wasted their first pick on Travis Kelsey? When they probably could have got a Aussie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Yes, Aussie. When they could have gotten like a, a stud running back and then round two, Darren Waller still could have fallen to the maybe maybe even round three. So I so I actually don't think so. I think that Travis Kelsey is much more he's gonna be more steady and he has more touchdown upside i think because if you look at darren waller's overall score 10 catches for 105 yards and a touchdown it's like that's a great line but then if you look at the fact that he had 19 yeah 19 targets i mean he had a a 55 percent catch rate which is honestly not awesome and like i don't know i'm trying to find out like how often uh Derek Carr threw the ball, but his target share has to be incredibly high. Well, I mean, he threw the ball like I think he threw the ball like fifty sometimes. So yeah, I mean if that's the case, let's just say he threw it fifty-five times. I don't really know, but Darren Waller had a third of his team's targets. That's probably yeah. unsustainable. So if you drop that down to twelve targets, and he catches seven for sixty yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's still great for tight end, but I just think you're going to get a lot more consistently high floor, maybe a little bit of a lower ceiling, but you're going to just get like an elevated tight end production from Travis Kelsey this year. That's yeah. not to say Darren Waller is bad yeah. by any means. I think he's going to outproduce mm-hmm. his third round value, but mm-hmm. I do think that Travis Kelsey is still the, the tight end to own. The only oh, difference yeah. between like Kelsey and Waller though is, on the Chiefs, the Chiefs have more people to throw to. Like you, you look, you got Tyreek Hill, um, who's going to take a bunch of targets as well on top of Kelsey, which is still crazy to say about Kelsey how much Kelsey s- still gets. Mm-hmm. Whereas Waller, you're like, man, he got all those targets. It's probably not easy to sustain. But also, there's no one else for Carr to really throw to. That's really well, excuse so. me. There's my man Brian Edwards. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, but the thing is though, is like, okay, sure, you can bring up that though with the Chiefs about. You know, there's he's got other playmakers, but we've seen this for what four years now that they all eat. Right 
five years, yeah, they they all eat like still like almost every week, you know. It, yeah, I mean, Travis it, Kelsey had fourteen hundred yards last year. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Fourteen hundred yards. Um, huh. Um, I'm just so looking through here. What do you guys think about uh, Jamar picking up Jameis Winston for an eighteen dollar bid? He's Not eighteen dollars. Yeah. It was eighteen. It was eighteen dollars. Yeah, oh, on Jameis Winston. Oh, and he has Aaron. Oh, that's Jamar. If you're listening, that's. Uh... <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll make some trades with you, my guy. <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's interesting because like i don't know it could pay off maybe Jameis because Jameis likes to throw the ball he's got he's got eyes now he can see where he's throwing so his <laughs> his interceptions will hopefully go down and if he's just chucking that ball downfield it could be good 18 is probably a little much especially because i don't think anyone else put a bid in for him i put a i put a three dollar bid on him I, I mean, the thing is that Jamar has Aaron Rodgers. So now it's like, who are you going to start each week? Jameis Winston, who you spent $18 on? Or exactly. Aaron Rodgers? See, exactly. Because you I can think. only start one of them. He might have his answer at the uh, at the end of this week. Yeah. If Aaron Rodgers I... is another, another goose egg like he did last week, you might be thinking, all right, I'm going to start Jameis. Uh, I almost know the answer to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, I think I almost know it now. You can book yeah. it. Yeah, you can almost book that. Well, like here, okay. Here's the alarming thing, is that he he threw for 148 yards, yeah, and he got five touchdowns. Yeah, that's just it's not going to happen every week, you know. So he scored. I think he I think he hit number two, uh, in fan, just in total fantasy points behind Tyreek Hill this week. And he, that's not gonna. That's just not gonna sustain. And he's not gonna throw five touchdowns every week. And 148 yards. I'm sure he'll throw more than that. But at the same time, I mean, Sean Payton. Uh, I mean, he's a smart coach, and you know, he's also he's gonna get the most out of his players. And I also I don't think that he he doesn't want Jameis Winston to turn the ball over. Because um, you know, when you look and you play for the Bucks, they just let that let him throw just mm-hmm. all, all over. Maybe Jamar's looking towards the future. He's got Michael Thomas on his IR, so he's thinking, hey, when Thomas comes back in six weeks or whatever, they might have a connection. We'll see. And that could be big points there, especially if Aaron Rodgers continues to flop. But it's only week one. Like I said, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, he's a great player. He's, you know, he's going to come back. I think he will be a safe player, Rodgers. But... Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so too. I think – I think uh, I think Jamar hit the panic button after week one. I think I think eighteen dollars. That's an eighteen dollar panic button. That's that's what I get from that. I think so yeah. too. Yeah, I think you. I agree with that. Any other uh, speaking of panic, do you think there's any other <laughs> movements that happened uh, out of pure panic uh, this week? You know, like Zeke had not the best game. Um, I've seen a lot of people try yeah. to trade him away. Like people were able to buy low. On Zeke, like for example, in the league that my sister is in for the first time, we did trade away Josh Allen and Sony Michelle for Zeke. The guy oh. we originally asked for uh, what? He what? The trade was what? Josh Allen and Sony Michelle, because she also had Patrick Mahomes, so That's she just didn't draft. Crazy well. that they gave up Zeke for that. They uh, well, the original ask we had was uh, of Austin Eckler. He said no, Austin Eckler's my my best player. I said, well, what about Zeke? And he said, yeah, I can do that. So the goose that Zeke threw. 
This reminds me of Ding. This reminds me of Ding about five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, okay, speaking of uh, a little bit of panic and Austin Eckler, I I would be a little bit worried if I were you, Braxton. Austin Eckler had zero targets this game. They have a new I head know. coach, new offensive yeah. scheme. Mike Williams is much more involved. Uh, I, I'm worried. Yeah. yeah the touchdown is, saved you. Yeah, I know. There's there's a little bit of worry. I wouldn't say a lot of bit of worry. Um but yeah, I mean, he was my he was my second he was my second draft choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna be hoping you know more than you know the pedestrian ten, eleven, twelve, or you know thirteen points a game. You know, I'm obviously because like those don't really win you games. It's it's the twenties, you know, or hit that eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. When you get to that range, it starts winning you games. So it is a little concerning that. You know, I, I actually I think it's it, it, you can also kind of pair that too, just with, with his injury history. And, you know, he does have an ailing hamstring and he he missed. I think he missed two or he missed two or three practices last week. And I I think that's alarming in itself. But I'm I haven't hit the panic button yet. Um, but, yeah, I would say it's definitely my radar. And if you have Austin Eckler on your fantasy team for anybody else. I I would monitor it, you know. If you can yeah. trade him, if you can tra- if you can trade him for something get something decent for him, I'd do it. But I necessarily I, I wouldn't panic either though, and just give him away for nothing. So who knows? Maybe he has a good game this week, and you can uh, trade him away for someone pretty valuable. Hard to say. Hard to say. It could. I'm just not. Well, yeah, we'll have to kind of. I think he's a wait and see. He's kind of a hold. You know, there's a buy, sell, and hold. I think he just kind of fits in the hold, in, in my opinion. I mean, I, I, I would agree. I'm very curious to see how Antonio Gibson does this week against the Giants. I have a feeling that he is going to go off because, you know, with Fitzpatrick yeah. going down, they just like, well, we should just give the ball to Gibson and let him run. With yeah. The, yeah, I mean, you look going. at his stat line. Like twenty carries for ninety yards, three receptions for eighteen yards, but no touchdowns. So he ended up with only ten point three fantasy points. But man, I mean, if he just falls into the end zone on one of those carries, I mean, you're looking at a much different outlook. So yeah, twenty totally. carries, give me that all day. Yeah, honestly, this is my take. I think next year when you're going into snake drafts, I think Gibson goes in the top five. I just think so. I think I think you could be right there. I mean, he's yeah. I mean, he, he, we he, okay. Actually, go ahead and even like look at like last year with him. He the the, the quarterback position was so unsettled last year. He had, I mean, what did they have like three or four different quarterbacks, and like it was very low production. But yet he still kept a high production. He scores touchdowns, um, and you know, as as a rookie, you know, he rushed for almost eight hundred yards. Uh, at almost five yards a carry, I, I I think he's fine. Um, I wouldn't be too worried if I was anybody that owned him. But no, I think you're right. I think next year when they get a little bit more solid quarterback play, I think he'll be a he'll be a top choice. Uh, but See, Gibson uh, was Gibson the trade I made last year with you, Braxton. That was probably one of the things I regret the most. Oh yeah, that was honestly that was that was the reason why I was in the playoffs. 
is use my saving grace. You know, I said it didn't work out for you. (laughs) No, it didn't. You win some, you lose some. I, I, hey, you know, just to just to note for the audience is that you did. I believe you did propose that trade to me. I did. I yeah, you did. And so I received Kareem Hunt and who else in that trade? I can't remember. It was a it was a lower token. I though I think it might have been did I give you Mike Williams back? Because I think No, I gave I, you Mike Williams with Gibson. You give me Mike Williams with Gibson. And, then and gave I gave you Hunt and someone else. I don't remember, but it was at the time like cuz Chubb was injured and he was out for like another 6 two weeks or supposed two. to be but he came well, back like, 3 weeks later and that's what hurt me cuz Hunt was going to get all the runs. And it was going to be great. I mean, I, if, I, I did have an eye on that. But, hey, I was like, you know what? You proposed me. And you proposed it to me. So I, and I, 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 don't, I don't feel sorry. I will sorry. say this. It took, it took you a couple days of panic and worry of, like, is this a worthwhile train? Like, I don't know. And I did convince you. And it ended up being good for you. It, it totally was. Um, but as we mentioned before, though, so Marshall – he claims Elijah Mitchell with a thirty-six dollar bid. I, 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 I don't know. I'm kind of trying to look at that, and I'm just. I told Ding earlier in the week. I said Elijah Mitchell is going to go between twenty-five and thirty-five dollars. I think just so you know, look at you know that offense, you know, and the Shanahan offense and the way he uses running backs. I think that like he's worth that, but thirty-six. I, I, I don't know. We'll we'll just kind of see. I mean, what do you guys think? Was that did he go too high? Well, I mean, when you pair it with uh, what is it, twenty seven dollars for uh, what's his face? Twenty nine. Twenty. Mark, Mark Ingram. That's pretty high. Twenty nine like, for Ingram. I, I'm in another league where Mitchell went for forty four dollars. I was listening to a podcast where someone grabbed him for for ninety one dollars. Like, oh my, like thirty thirty six is. Is nothing, or thirty-seven or whatever it is, is nothing in comparison to some of those guys. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that, but I'm just like, you look at what's, I mean, you look at like you look at this guy, and you're going off one week of performance. They have Jamichael oh, really? Hasty. They have Jamichael Hasty. You know, there like he can play a little bit. He's going to get some run, uh, and then Trey Sermon. I mean, yeah, he's the wild card yeah, there. You know, he had, he was a healthy scratch in week one. Don't – obviously, I don't know. Did he – I don't know if Shanahan came out and gave a reason why. I don't think he did, but that's – I don't know. I, it could be a tad bit of an overreaction. We'll find um, out. I will say this, though. I think these first three or four weeks are the most critical to hit the waivers. Like, this is where you're going to find your, your James Robinsons of last year. Like, no one had really drafted James Robinson, and then he yeah. ended up being a top ten – quarterback you know throughout the whole yeah. season like this is where you're going to want to spend up to get those sell out those a little players. bit because you know when you're like halfway through the season like you already know how people are playing what they're doing who's worthwhile who's not worthwhile so you're only going to yeah. be spending you know three four dollars on on pickups back then so i think spending high early is okay you know this is our first year doing a a, a budget waiver system so like we're all like trying to be frugal and save our money and figure out what do i what do i do like Man, is this like I'm in another league that we did this for the first time, and people thought I was crazy for getting Elijah Mitchell for twenty seven dollars, and like the next highest guy was like eleven bucks or something, and they're like, "Geez, you're just selling out for this guy." I'm like, "Well, 
27 bucks isn't that much in the grand scheme of things trying to get people early no yeah Yeah. i I agree and i think it's also important to look at like team construction so if you look at my team i have alvin Kamara, david montgomery as my two starters and i also have javante williams as kind of like a developmental guy who might take on more load as the season goes on Mm -hmm. so it wouldn't really make sense for me to like bet the farm on elijah mitchell as someone who like Mm -hmm. could be great but also am i really going to start him any over like david montgomery or alvin Kamara? no probably not no however if you look at uh marshall's team he had derrick henry obviously good yeah uh but then i mean he had he's got michelle sony michelle tevin coleman and now now marking uh (laughs) so it's just like he needed a running back who could potentially be like a top guy yeah Yeah. the risk he's taking is that Mm -hmm. he totally sucks and jamichael hasty outplays him trey sermon takes over whatever um and that, that could that could happen Totally could happen, but I think Marshall needed to take that risk in this set, like instance, just because of his team. Um, totally. You know so I, I think it made sense for him. Ozzy should have taken a risk. See, that's what I was thinking. I, I, I actually, I mean, I like, I do like Marshall's team. I think I'd like it less now that I, you know, now that with with the with the Ingram, uh, with that pickup, I think I like it less. Because I'm just like almost looking future down the road here. Because we're gonna have injuries, we're gonna have guys that don't really pan out. And now Marshall, he's gonna be shorthanded for the rest of the rest of the season. So I really, I don't like, I like his team less because of the Ingram pickup. But I actually, I really do. I liked Ozzy's team. I think he just, he's one piece away. He's a running back away, and mm-hmm. he he didn't <laughs> sell out. But I mean, at the same time. I, I don't know that I hate it either because he didn't spend $29 on Mark Ingram, you know, <laughs> but I, I, I agree. Honestly, looking at Ozzy's team, he's a big Kansas City Cincinnati fan. That's like half his team is just Kansas City and Cincinnati. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, you can't get, I mean, you can't too, get too ground up about it. I mean, it's the Cincinnati offense. I mean, I think it was probably what they're thinking is they're hoping that they're going to be the next, you know, Kansas City, just with, at least with the offense that they built, you know, over the last does, five years. Ozzy does have your favorite your, your favorite player, Braxton, Joe Mixon. Yeah. He, <laughs> he does have – yeah, he's got Mixon. Oh, don't worry. You know, you give give him a few more weeks, and, you know, he'll, he won't he'll, – he'll, he'll, he won't come up to practice. He won't play. And so I am hey, confident. Ozzie, if that. you're listening to this and you believe Braxton, send me a trade offer. I'll take Mixon off your hands. Oh, just also to note, just also to note that in the group chat, Ozzy did not say anything in regards to my ten dollars side bet, but he did agree to the ten dollars side bet this week because uh, I take Ozzy head to head this week. So I just want to let everyone know out there that Ozzy did take the bet, and we have a ten additional dollars on the line. Um, for the listeners that aren't in the group chat, uh, Braxton, can you explain what this ten dollars bet is for them? Oh yeah, yeah. Ozzy and I we are head to head this week in week two. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be a good matchup. Um, we were, there was four, there was four of us that, uh, scored over 130 points. Ozzy and I, uh, were one of them from last week. And, uh, I think, yeah, we're going to put up some points this week. Um, you know, he has, yeah, he's got this, he's got some Cincinnati guys. He's got some, uh, Kansas city guys, obviously they put up points, but, um, yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm stoked, you know, I'm stoked to whip his little buns. You know, yes, you actually, I should, I should say those, those are, those those are pretty are, big buttons, but yeah, those aren't little, <laughs> those aren't those little aren't. buttons. But uh, so. hey, before we wrap up, let's, let's, we've got one more question for us. If you're looking at mm-hmm. our league right now and 
obviously we know that our personal teams are the best ones, uh, but we can't choose our own. If you're looking at these teams, who do you think has the best chance of really pulling off a W, has a pretty intimidating-looking team? For week um, two, right, is what you're saying? For week two, yeah, week yeah. two. Who do you think can really pull it out that might be surprising? What teams are you looking at? Look like, man, they're going to they're gonna kill it. Yeah, yeah. So I think Colton has a stacked team and Ty has a stacked team. For this week? Yeah. Yeah. I – so I was looking at this. I actually – I was looking – I like Ty's team as well. Um, you look at – he's got Justin Herbert going against Dallas. Uh, they're in, Yeah, he's at home versus Dallas. So – they got, you know, torched. Uh, that defense, yeah, got torched against Tom Brady. And as expected, that wasn't a surprise to anybody. But I think that Justin Herbert's going to do a lot of the same thing. They got a high-powered offense. Um, yeah, he's got Zeke Elliott on the flip side. Uh, they're gonna, that offense is going to need to keep pace uh, against the Chargers. And I totally see uh, Elliott with a bounce-back week. Um, he's got Najee Harris against Pittsburgh. Uh, or with Pittsburgh against the uh, yeah, Las Vegas. I And, you know, this is something, too, is Najee, I saw that he played 58 out of 58 snaps uh, on that offense. And so yep. I think I think Najee's going to go off, have a big week as well. Um, you got as mentioned, he's got Amari Cooper. They're playing, uh, yeah, against the Chargers. He'll, he'll do great. Um uh, Debo Samuel, I will see you know, how how he performs. That's maybe like the one guy where I'm looking at. I don't know how he's going to play. They're at Philadelphia. They he shut got 34 down last year, last week. He <laughs> did, but that Philadelphia defense shut down uh, the Falcons. I'm not saying the Falcons are great, but their their offense isn't. I, I wouldn't say terrible. It's not. You know, it's not awful. Uh, I mean, it didn't look good last week. That's for sure. But um, but then yeah, but he's got Kittle as well. Uh, I think Kittle will turn out a decent game. I expect the yeah Philadelphia defense to uh, yeah put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and Kittle will be a nice check down. Um, yeah, he gets to wrap it up with Antonio Brown, who I think is going to turn out a huge week. Um, and they play Atlanta, and they play Atlanta as well. And Atlanta, as we know, they got ripped apart by Jalen Hurts. So. Yeah, one point I want to make about Ty's team that concerns me is he's capping his upside because he has both Zeke and Amari, both on the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Only one of them can score a touchdown at a time. Yeah. Same with Debo and George Kittle. So he's kind of cannibalizing yeah. himself. Um, yeah. Whereas, like, those are two great offenses, so his floor is probably pretty steady. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a lot harder for, like, like both of those guys on each team is going to have a tough time going off each week. Um, yeah. And so, you know, maybe that's a, a good play for having a solid floor. He's just going to be consistent. If you're um, listening, Ty, this is Jonathan slowly working his way to send you a trade. So, <laughs> Hey, keep your eyes peeled for a Zeke trade. I might be trying to get him from you. Yeah, I watch that inbox closely. Yep, yep. Keep an eye on. I will say this about uh, Colton's team. That Brady Gronk stack, like – I've been saying it since the beginning of the season, before draft season, that Gronk is a sleeper tight end. He is. He's, he's yeah. like, going to just absolutely go off. He was a top four tight end from week six on last year or something like that. Like, for the first five or six weeks last year, he only scored 20 total points. But then after that, he became a tight end four. So he's like, he's got his NFL body back in shape. He's connecting with Brady well. 
we saw it last week. He did great. I think that's going to be a, I guess, especially against Atlanta, the Brady Grant combo is killer. McCaffrey never disappoints. Let's be honest. Um, we'll see about Clyde. See what he does. Uh, Julio had a little bit of a goose last last week. See if he can come he back. He did. He dropped. Yeah. So that's tough. Um, but you're right, Jonathan. I do like Colton's team. The other team that I do like, and this this is always going to go to your head, but uh, Jonathan, your team Don't does say it. pretty good. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the Murray pick. Kyler Murray and Kamara. Yeah. Justin Jefferson. Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup went uh, later than he should have in the draft. Like, so yeah, he, like he he's going to be really great. He's connecting well with Stafford. Mm-hmm. That is a team to be reckoned with. Um, does anyone know what the deal is with, with Odell? Like, why is he not playing? Uh, it's still, you know, he wrecked his knee last year, halfway through the year last year. And so he's still just kind of like, they they tried it out in pregames just to see how he looked. And he was like, uh, there was a specific quote where the coach was like, hey, if you are not 100%, you need to tell us. Because if you were anything but 100%, you are going to hurt our team. And he said, I am not 100% yet. So he sat out. What's concerning me is that they listed him out on Wednesday, which is like, dang it, that's pretty early. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a little concerned that this thing is going to linger for a few mm. more weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's well, OBJ anyways, not in your mouth. Not right. in my mouth. <laughs> not in your mouth. <laughs> not in your mouth. For those listening, don't understand that reference. Braxton's name for the last eight years or whatever. I guess we're only playing for six, but four years was OBJ in your mouth. So. OBJ in your mouth. I don't know why. It just came to me one day. You know, <laughs> it's not as bad as it sounds. <laughs> or may- maybe better. or maybe it is. <laughs> Braxton has had better names, names that he didn't commit with, but it's okay. <laughs> he, he's, he's doing good. But, uh, yeah, Jonathan got a good team. Colton's got a good team. Obviously, my team is top tier. Um we love to see it, the Prescott Lamb combo, guys. We're, yeah. we're excited about that. No, I, I think I yeah, I like Jonathan's team too. Um, I think that he's definitely kind of hinged this week. Um, if Mike Williams goes off, I think he's gonna. You should have a big week, and uh, I think you should have a pretty easy dub um, against. Uh, I think you're right. You're playing against Josiah too. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. I I, I you know I don't see I, when I see Josiah's team this week. I don't see much. And uh, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I, I really, I think that he's going to get ran through by Jonathan and uh, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, Jonathan's going to go to a two and start um, with ease. And so, this, but you might, might want to keep your eye on Kamara. He could have a bad week. Um, you know, you never know. Maybe there'll be a trade coming for you that way. Kamara or Murray, they're not that great. So if you know, yeah, they kind of suck. Yeah, that's right. I was I was thinking maybe I could just sit you over, you know, like Russell Gage and and AJ Dillon and maybe Tyson Williams for for hey, those two yeah. guys. That's just to like get Kamara, you know, he's kind of a roster clogger at this point. <laughs> yeah, so. He really is. <laughs> get, you don't take him off my hands. Yeah, I will. I will. Roster I will. clogger. That's what they call Rex in high school. <laughs> <laughs> roster clogger. <laughs> That's, uh, it's it's not not totally false. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, good stuff. Well, good yeah. Good, good time. Well, yeah. Well, it's been great um, uh, for all of you guys uh, that'll be listening in. Yeah, we're just uh, thank you for your viewership. And, 
yeah listenership. this yeah yeah listenership um yeah no we we thank you and uh yeah just for your time and uh yeah find us on spotify uh find us on anchor uh where you can find your podcast um yeah if you want to support uh, we'd love the show, to have it. you can you can cash up or venmo at austin d dingman yes um, we're taking any and all uh funds financially to, to that account yes uh, absolutely that will be invested in ethereum so any investment you make will probably 10x over the next year. So or yes, ship, yeah. or ship coin, big ship coin guys here. Ship the coin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. Guys. All right, so we're signing off. Hey, and always don't forget, never accept a trade from trade Jonathan. Jonathan. You're right. Never, You're right. Okay. Never. Okay. Go into this weekend. Yeah, you'll see Jonathan in there. Don't say no. Get yeah, out of there. Decline correct. decline that trade. Just like Braxton said, don't say no. No. Well, <laughs> no. All right, I need to get out of here. See you guys. All right, later.